Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. It is that time again for yet again another episode of Event Brew. It is Monday. Is it Monday? Oh shoot! Hold on. What day of the week ha- is it? Anymore? I don't is even it, know. It, it is, is Monday. A day. <laughs> a day. Sometime in our lives. Of course, I just completely butchered it, but it's okay because my name is Tui, and I'm here with two of the Brew Crew members. We have Nick Rowley, and we have Will Curran. And where's whoop, Dustin whoop. right now? Dustin's at Bish Bash virtually, right? Yeah, he's I'm literally, I think, on stage right now. He might come, like, crash halfway through this recording. We'll see. It doesn't sound <laughs> like him. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, he's going to be like, I'm glad I'm not recording today. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, well, before we start on topics and all of that jazz, I haven't been here for a little bit, so we're going to talk about what we're drinking about. Life, life has changed over the last couple of weeks, Tui. It's been yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, you missed out. Nick is now on a this amazing liquid, you know, drinking. What on earth? Oh my gosh! That's Nick, probably the healthiest that? thing. I know. You've I actually. just, I just actually. It's been <laughs> getting healthier though. It's been getting healthier. Yeah, uh, I did trick you. Yeah, it's uh, Trader Joe's. Uh, every summer, it's only like three months. This is available. They have their organic jalapeno limeade, and it is awesome. It's so good. God, it's so like I, I'll drink Mountain Dew, I'll drink Red Bull, but that sounds disgusting. Really? Yeah, but I also don't like jalapenos. It's just like a little bit. Like it's just a little bit to make the like what is essentially uh, limeade is essentially like a you know a super sweet beverage. Just a little bit of the spice is enough to cut it, and it's really makes it really good. Interesting. I look That'd forward be to a it good, every like, summer. Like cocktail mixer. Totally. Like, yeah. 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 Throw that in there. A little margarita. Hmm. What am I doing That's here? True. Yes. That's true, but spiciness I don't think belongs in drinks to me, personally. But hmm. um, well, I'll, I'll let you guys know what I'm drinking. And I'm, I'm very nasally today. I'm coming down from a cold or coming up on a cold. I don't know. I have a cold right now. So thank God for virtual recordings and us all being separate rooms. So, but yeah, I'm drinking water. Just regular. That's right, water. everybody. Right out water. At, not out of the tap, but through the, like the fridge filter first. Water. Okay. Yeah, and but Arizona water is um, interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know. I grew up drinking like the you know the fo- the not the outside faucet. What's it called? Uh, the hose water. Yeah, hose water. As, uh, yeah, like as a best. kid all the time. So so Straight I don't know. People complain about Arizona water sucks and it's disgusting. It's very hard water for sure. But like I've grown up drinking it all the time. But I like it. The brand Arizona Old calcium water or the state? <laughs> no, not the brand Arizona water. Yeah, <laughs> just it. the the state. The sure. 48th state of the You're the United only state States. that has a very well-known uh, beverage brand uh, <laughs> that is also the name of it. It's not like there's uh, Massachusetts tea, uh, although if they did, it would That's be just true. beer probably. 
Uh, but still, it's like not Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's a chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to get down to Pennsylvania water. That'd be great. A little sweetened. Yeah, chocolate water. Uh, Some, or someone's got in the. It's got to email us and tell us that no, they're from this town and that's where, like you know, soda came from or something like that. You know, I don't know. Hmm. Who knows? <laughs> soda Missouri. <laughs> soda Missouri. Tui, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, well, if. Kind of like Will, but I would say with a little spice on the tongue, I am drinking sparkling water. Just finished my day, Ooh. and so it's Topo Chico. I don't know. If, since we've last all talked, I've been obsessed. So drinking a bottle of glass bottle of Topo Chico right now. Ooh, fancy, fancy, <laughs> fancy. Nice. Well, we all got our drinks at us. What are we talking about today, Tui? Well, we were ideating right before this, and one thing that would be just a great conversation, I could see a lot of feedback from our listeners, is how our viewpoint on social media has potentially changed, altered, stayed the same since the pandemic. So within the last year, has any viewpoint of how we go about presenting ourselves on these social media platforms changed? And it's gonna actually going to be a great topic because Will and Nick, you guys are like the event tech master marketing. Like you guys are usually <laughs> my go-to when it comes to questions in regards to this. So we'd love to open it up. And I feel like, Will, I want to hear your feedback first. How do you present yourself? Has anything changed in your viewpoint? All in the world of the WWW. <laughs> yeah. Um, so over this last year, things have changed so yeah for most people who know I'm like very active on social media I've always been a big proponent for social media for a long period of time uh, what most people don't realize though and we can talk deeper about this if necessary um, is that I actually don't manage most of my social media so like my Twitter accounts managed by the company I still tweet personally on but it's on top of if you ever see like an article shared or an ebook shared like one of our thought leaderships or something that I've written or a clip from a webinar I've done that usually comes from the team um, mine are usually like tweeting at musical artists or sharing random articles that I end up loving and things like that. So um, I'm a little bit, uh, believe it or not, don't manage all my social media 100%. Um, probably mainly because I went so deep into it that now everyone expects me to be so active on everything that I probably bit off more than I can chew. But if I had to say one thing that changed for me over this last year uh, was actually that I deleted – um, so I think like a, before this year, I hadn't didn't have the Facebook app on my phone because there was no way to block the newsfeed. So it became like aimless scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So I ended up uh, deleting the Facebook app a couple of maybe two, three years ago. But this last year, um, with the uprise of everyone hating WhatsApp, I was able to convince a lot of my friends to switch over to Signal. Um, and then once I got rid of WhatsApp, I was like, well, you know, down with the Facebook establishment. And I deleted my Instagram app on my phone as well. Um, I still go check them every once in a while, you know, but not as much as I used to, which, you know, for me, all my friends were using WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger to talk to me. So I was literally almost exclusively using those to communicate and now not using Facebook apps hardly ever anymore. And that's probably been the biggest change for me in the last year. But because of that, I do feel a lot more disconnected from people. Uh, mainly Instagram because like Instagram is where everyone posts announcements of like I got married I'm having a baby you know pictures of their trips and things like that 
Um, and, you know, I go to social gatherings or hop on a call and someone goes, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, congratulations on XYZ. And I, or, oh, I just saw you were on that trip or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, I didn't hear about this. Tell me. And it, it that's the only part it ever feels really weird is you sometimes feel a little bit disconnected from it. But that's been like my main, my main change. But overall, I've just been feeling pretty happy with where I'm at in terms of social media. Um, what about you, Tui? You, you've made a big change in your Instagram and all the jams uh, recently, too. Yes, yes, I did. And it's for me, I'll be transparent, honest, vulnerable. It was it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle because there's so many weighing out pros and cons and looking at just like when you're designing a venture, looking at, well, who's the audience, right? You want to cater to the audience. And a lot of my followers, my online friends are all event professionals. And it's great that you actually just mentioned that story, because the other day I was having a conversation with a friend and he doesn't have social media at all, which is like mind boggling in, in this world. And I felt like he was a different species almost because he goes, oh, how was your day? And I said, oh, it was really good. And um, he was like, well, you know, like what happened? And I said, oh, I finished the puzzle today. And he was like, whoa, that's so cool. I showed him a video and he goes, I don't get like um, any storyline unless I'm talking to that person to get updates with them. And I said, mm. that's actually great because it's like more, it's lower, but that one-on-one -on -one genuine connection is deeper than just, you know, seeing someone's story for a quick moment on Instagram or a post on Facebook or a LinkedIn article or whatever the, the, the source may be. So I actually want to put a pause on mine because I feel like I could just ramble on and on. And I actually want to mm. hear Nick's input on this, on his viewpoint of social media. Did anything change for you, Nick? Yeah, <clears throat> last year. Um, I got really bored with social media. I, I since it, the onset of social media, um, I was an early and often adapter. Uh, I I actually was doing like social media a little bit before social media. Not that that sounds terrible. It's stupid. It sounds like it, but like even <clears throat> in high school, I built a website for myself um, just because it was easier to uh to do that to talk to like so my friends knew what i was up to so they could just like find me because i just hung out a lot uh at the mall or like i used to work in an arcade and i used to work at like three jobs at the same time so people didn't know where i was so i just created a website and just basically used it to tell people where i was at um this is like 1997 um so like and i i was blogging and stuff uh, in the early 2000s that's what i used to speak on around that same time at cater source so like I've done all this stuff for quite some time and I think I've like really hit my burnout at like two different things happening at once. One, uh, the election, uh, which was just, just really annoying. Cause I just realized that no one was talking. Uh, it was like a platform of just yelling rhetoric, uh, and no actual communication. And I'm really objective. And like, I, one of the things that I think that I <clears throat> really like about events is the idea that they're bringing people together and the, the whole concept of, um, not dividing people, but but actually gathering. I always really romanticized around what we do. Um, so I like that. Uh, but then I saw that social media really was just pushing people apart because no one's listening. It's just the loudness. Uh, so that really bugged me. And then after uh, COVID, um, <clears throat> it was just depressing. You know, all my friends they had nothing good to say. I mean, I don't mean that. In a, I, there's just nothing good to talk about, right? It was just... Um, you know, people losing their businesses, uh, people, uh, you know, not being able to find work. Uh, you know, it was just, it just wasn't great. Like I just didn't really enjoy it. Um, so those two things really like made me, I don't know, just soured me a lot to sharing stuff online. 
and I kind of reevaluated a lot of what I was doing. I found that like I was kind of just, I don't know, not really connecting with people. Um, I was disparate. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was away from everybody um, physically. And then on top of that, the internet uh, was showing how everyone was divided and I just didn't, couldn't get my fix. It kind of led me really to when I had the opportunity to join a team. Uh, I was like, yes, please. That's what I want. I don't want it to be about me. I'm bored of me. I have no interest in my brand anymore, like my personal brand. No, it could care less. Burn it to the ground. No interest. <laughs> just like the accumulation of what I know and the people I know, that's it. The rest of it, you can have it. Like I just want to uh, start kind of over again, but in a team structure where it's not about me. And like when you have a business of one person, it doesn't really work until you like invest a lot of time pounding your chest and sharing what list you're on this week or whatever. And I, after like 10 years of that, it was just a cycle. It was really boring. Uh, and it was very unfulfilling for me. I just, I'm not a, I'm not a person who's into, um, I'm not really into like that, that much, honestly. Like I did it at a necessity, uh, but I'm much more interested. Like what I do like, what I did like, I guess, in consulting was, um, helping empower other people's dreams and other people's visions uh, but to do that, I had to like make it be this whole thing about how I do this and how I do this. But really, I don't like I just let people I show people what they already have. Um, so being part of a team now, I can kind of like fold into that, um, you know, and not have it be this whole like, um, you know, posting up myself and what I did. Like I get to, I pretty much if I do anything on social media, I just share stuff that our company's doing because like I think that's super cool. Uh, and I'm excited to be like not. Uh, I don't know, like to see things through, to see something that was actually created. Um, and uh, I get to talk to those people that do really awesome stuff. And I get to use whatever platforms I have to talk about that. And that's way more fulfilling, I guess, than, um, you know, the necessity of a, being a one person operation, which just, I don't know, it just soured me. All, all those things at once just made me like walk away from social media professionally and just say, uh, I'll come back when I have something else to say. <laughs> nice that's right. incredible that's like a really it's like the art of not giving a fuck right and that's mm -hmm. such a big thing for you nick to say like i just took a break from i didn't care about my personal yeah. brand when it came to it's it's just not fulfilling for me i understand people that that actually do it and and like i respect it i know how the game is played uh it's a good game it's it's definitely you know like there's fun to it but like a decade of doing that and like teaching other people how to like, I literally talked about the thing I was doing while I was doing, I was constantly doing it. Right. So, uh, I presenting about how to do it and then doing it and then presenting or then talking about how I presented, it was just cyclical. Right. So like I, um, I just got to a point where I'm like, you know what, if I, if I don't like find the passion or love in actually just doing this kind of stuff, um, I need to like maybe you know, slowly, let go of it over some time and see uh, what I do like and also uh, see if I can like untangle myself and being just involved in this kind of corner of um, marketing. I love that. Yeah. I, I don't I do any social media marketing with our company either, by the way. Like, as I don't touch any of that stuff. It has nothing to do with me at all. Like I, I that's not even I do completely different things now which I'm way more into uh, which is fun because like I I spent years and years you know trying to show people I, I actually did posting for social media with all seated years before I was on the team I just helped them out when I was at shows and stuff 
So like I, I and now I'm like, you know what? I think uh, Meredith on her team does such a great job. I'm like, I have really nothing to add. Like you got it. I don't, I don't, I don't have I had no burning desire to do it. I'm much more interested in like analytics and data and emailing and stuff that's a little bit more, um, I don't know, uh, a little bit less of what I had been doing as a, you know, this personal brand stuff. And I like how you say, it's like really about the mindset. Like you started, it started becoming, I don't want to say a burden, but it just didn't excite you. You know, they were like, what is that purpose? He Maria kondo this and said, this yes. does not bring joy to my life and put it off in a box and shipped Spark it off joy. the world. I'll tell you what, actually, I, I do, I actually, I do a fair amount of like uh, social media now, but I totally do it off the grid. Uh, it has nothing to do with work. Um, you know, I do it for like uh, gaming and stuff that I'm into. Um, and it just doesn't have, you know, and that there's like no burden. I don't have to play the game. I have very little followers. Even when I was in the midst of like the peak of my social media stuff and I was doing it for fun, I still have like 12 or 13,000 followers on those like accounts with like comic books and stuff like that. Uh, and I was, I couldn't turn it off, you know, like I, everything I was doing, I was like, all right, how do I, you know, optimize this for content? You know, like how do I make this, you know, um, shareable how do i make this something that invokes reactions i don't do that at all now like i just do it literally to you know ask people questions and i'm it's it's really nice just to be like a on the sidelines of social media and uh and not like try to like feel like i have to do it to the fullest extent just because uh i know how to mm. i don't know i mean I, I the biggest part of it for me really was i think logging in day after day and just not getting enough um uh positivity from it you know like that it it, it was just like there's really there's definitely something like filtering out like everything that you don't want to have like you know like for example like on twitter like i think it's you know as much as there's this culture of like oh i just met you like let's follow you like i really think hard like is this person gonna do it and like the second that i see something i'm like oh this doesn't make me happy anymore i'm like you know, well, this isn't going to work anymore. Like, I, I'm more about, like, blocking news feeds and stuff when I'm doing social media, too. Like, Mike, I get that, like, social media is a channel for me to be able to help share information and be helpful to people. And so I continue to do that. But, you know, if someone's not going to directly mention me or something like that, I kind of, like, just tune it all out. Like, I just – I don't have time for the, the feed anymore, the endless scrolling feed. Like, the only way I have mindless scroll feed anymore is like maybe Reddit and like looking at top posts on Reddit for like specific communities or, um, you know, my, my blog feeds, like my RSS reader with all my stuff in it. But like, I don't have time for the, like the, just looking at, and I think Instagram was the last little bit for me was that, was that, and it was nice because it was, at least it was images and stuff like that. But like you still, it starts to like leak a little bit. And I think you end up spending time scrolling through and be like, oh my gosh, like, oh, this person's really happy. Like you end up spending a lot of time kind of comparing yourself to others, which is like, I think obviously a very toxic uh, thing to kind of happen. Um, Absolutely. So, so I definitely know what you mean about like the toxicity, Nick, 100%. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I was never one of those people that were like, you know, I never, like I, I actually like it when people sort of just share the positive and just curate that kind of stuff. I mean, to a degree, I know that seems like a little faky or whatever, but, um, I, in, in person, like, let's get real. Let's, let's talk about our, you know, things, but in, in social it's, you know, like, I feel like I, I can't really do anything about it, you know? So it just makes me feel kind of, uh, you know, uh, helpless. Uh, but it was, there was just not a lot of good news last year in my world. I mean, my personal world actually was fine. And like, to some extent, that's another reason why I was kind of hesitant on using it as this kind of like, 
um, uh, I don't know, a megaphone of what's going on in my life. Mm. I'm like, I wasn't losing money hand over fist. I was, you know, I was doing pretty fine, uh, honestly, because again, I don't, I just don't have as much overhead. Uh, and then, and then like politically too, like that's the other part of it, like where I'm not, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with talking to anyone on any side of the aisle and trying to find common ground. And I feel like social media is diametrically opposed to that dynamic. Like if it's, if you give someone an inch, you're the enemy uh, and like you are, you're part of the problem and all this other stuff. And I just didn't feel like I had a place, you know, like I, I wanted to, I wanted to join in the conversations and be like, oh, I see what you're saying, but you know, what about this? And, and then that just, it just, it fails. Like I tried that for such a long period of time on issues that I thought were really important. So I was like, okay, it's not really working for me as far as bridging the gap and like bringing people closer together. Um, I don't have any passion necessarily in just uh, how loud I can be. So what am I supposed to do? You know, so I actually used social media a ton last year, but as a messaging programs, like that's it, like just messenger. I was constantly connecting with people who are in the events industry one on one and be like, what's going on? How's you know, what are you doing? Is there anything I can help with? You know, like, how's how's it going? And, and the one to one communication last year, even phone calls, I probably made more phone calls in 2020 than I did in the like three years before that, because I just wow. wanted one on one conversations. Um, I felt like I could do something there. I could be valuable to people. I could help them figure out, um, you know, if there was a way to like maybe strategize on ways for them to make some money or you know, do something a little bit different. Um, but I just wasn't, I wasn't doing much with the loudness. Like that just didn't, it just didn't seem like a time to be loud for me, mm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Tui, I don't think you've shared your, what your thoughts have been. I have a lot of them and I actually <laughs> really want to hear like your input on everything. Things that resonate with me comparing, um, uh, you know, actually, if actually, I'll start off with this. Nick, you mentioned, oh, being positive. So, in the brink of when I was in Vegas on my f burnout number one, I took f accountability in the fact that I was only posting the positive things. Like, I'm a naturally positive person. You really won't hear me say, like, uh, bitching about having a bad day or, or whatnot. Um, but I was only posting me at these events and all the beautiful free food and nice decor and you know like all this all the the good the good side of the of the event prof life and i wasn't posting of the fact that i was working really late in the office really early making deadlines being you know getting really stressed um being overloaded those kind of things and so that was my learning lesson the hard way of being saying okay i want to give people a bigger perspective, more of my true story, like even the behind the scenes, not just those highlights. So that's one thing that I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. It doesn't mean that I, I'll become a negative Nancy, yet there needs to be a balance between the two. Hey, you know, like maybe giving some tips here and there. I started posting more about things that inspired me creatively. Um, then the other thing was, oh, comparing. So I got a little resentful because and then if anything especially just like as a female and I and you know I I carried my content the things I would see especially on Instagram because I didn't look like these perfect people and I started feeling bad about myself and I was like yikes this is toxic this isn't healthy this isn't like me loving me right and 
Um, so I started uh, following accounts that were, you know, inspired me, that was positive or that was just wacky, you know, versus like, here's another beautiful girl that is filtered that I subconsciously think is a real person, right? Like her waistline is this or that. Um, likes and comments, and I know it's all about engagement and true, genuine connections, a sense of belonging, community, those kind of things. Yeah, if I didn't get o over X amount of likes, I would like delete my post. Like that was my mindset. I was like, oh gosh, I didn't have it. So then, so then I said, you know what? I'm gonna just randomly, I'm just gonna post at random times of the day, so the algorithm doesn't even like show. Like I don't care about the likes, and so I would post at like whatever two in the morning or three in the afternoon, not those, you know, morning, afternoon, uh, evening times, like the five, the nine, those kind of things. And yeah, so overall, it's, it's, con it's I shouldn't say it's a struggle because now I think of it as a challenge and I'm going through this whole entire rebrand and started kind of technically today. Um, another thing is using, and I'm focusing on this uh, social, uh, Instagram, Facebook platform of, of things is, I love Snapchat when I had it because of just the story. So it was there for 24 hours, it left. And so I was recently on vacation with my family and my significant other's family and it was super sentimental. It really meant a lot to me. This is memories I'll think about for years to come. And I wanted to share it with my close best friends uh, from back home in Los Angeles. Yeah, I didn't want Joe, the hotel sales executive, to to know that because that was something that's really it's like we haven't we haven't developed that kind of relationship friendship yeah for you to get to really know really intimate personal things of mine um and so i was kind of going back and forth between that i didn't end up posting anything at all and it made me feel like oh i wish i shared some of that experience with the people that did, i feel like care did either of you use uh <clears throat> this will this will bring you back uh google plus when that was a thing oh my god yes do you remember the circles and how like that oh, concept yeah. was i thought that was so interesting the, the, and then facebook started wait, explain. Doing it too, and then just so, died. yeah so i mean and they both i mean and facebook still has the capability of doing this i just think that the ui and also just the people don't really take advantage of it that much so in in google plus you would be able to post something uh, and then you, when you when you had a friend you would put them into different circles uh, which would categorize them as different levels of closeness uh, to your life uh, with kind of the epicenter being the people that can see it all. Uh, and then outwards, it becomes more and more um, kind of, uh, I don't know, less friends and more acquaintances. And the idea was that when you posted stuff, there were certain things that you would share with the close inner circle. And there were certain things that you would share with people on the outsides. Uh, and I thought it was a pretty elegant um, idea, and I thought it was like most things Google does outside of its like core, um, uh, poorly executed. You know, like Google is like the, all the smartest minds, and then just like some of the dumbest UX people I've ever heard of, um, <laughs> like Google Glass and like uh, Google, Google Plus. Like they just can't they can't get certain things right, which goes to show that like. You know, you can't really just innovate just because you uh, are the, you know, either the smartest people or uh, have the most amount of money. But I digress. It was a cool idea. Well, it, it was such a good idea. And I actually I actually really liked it. Um, I think one of the things that I noticed is that Facebook then immediately picked up the list. The Correct. idea that you can put people on lists and then like, oh, I only want to show this to friends. But then like 
you know, no one ended up using it. So, like, you know, like, you had, like, close friends. That got used a couple times, right? And the same with, like, Instagram. Instagram kind of does it, too, in some ways, but not, like, custom lists. They're the but... least, uh, I think, uh, at that. Like, I think Instagram would probably benefit the most, frankly, from, uh, especially at the level of maturity that it is as far as how many years it's been integrated in pe- into people's lives. Um, yeah, I think, and the fact that it's, like, not just social anymore, like, there is a professional element of it, which it kind of shunned in its first, like, uh, you know, few years in the marketplace. It could use it. I mean, I, so I use List and Twitter exclusively, um, but for consuming content. I've never looked at my main feed ever. It's nonsense. Like, it's just, it's random stuff. Uh, I and only use my lists, and I only look at the lists uh, when I want to see certain things. Uh, even when I was doing it, uh, with businesses professionally, like I would have a competitor's list and I would lock that obviously, maybe, <laughs> maybe not obviously. I mean, I guess people could be super transparent. Uh, and I would see like, what are they up to? You know, like, what are they doing? It's kind of keeping my thumb on the pulse. I would have associations, uh, on one, I would have news sources on another thought leaders, etc., And I'd be able to uh, do that. But I also had disparate things like sports and, uh, you know, other people that I, I found inspirational and then I would, you know, it curated. So your experience would be to, you know, when you needed that, it was there and consolidated and in real time. Um, as far as consumption is concerned, um, I've steadily, over the last two months maybe, uh, started increasing my time lurking uh, on social media. Uh, not nearly the level I used to, but um, I'm still somewhat more curious now that things are being more positive and... Um, a little bit more connected to things in general. Uh, I'm, I'm more interested in just watching, but like I, I'm still very, very, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, like uh, burnt out from, from anything short form, I guess. Like I like podcasts, right? Like uh, I, I like listening to podcasts. I like this. Uh, I like where you can really flesh out an idea and, and hear the tonality in it and hear... Um, when things matter and, and how they do. Uh, and it's the same reason I like face-to-face and I like conversations with people. And social media, it just it, it just never really, I, I don't know, maybe I just became a cynic after so many years of being like a, a really a cheerleader of it. Um, not literally, uh, Tui, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, go team go! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, maybe someone will, will make me, you know, like it again in, in as much as it, you know, broadly, it's broad uses. But I just thought there was just enough negative usage of social media over the years where it just kind of like re and uh, vitalized the thing that I enjoy a lot, which is uh, actually talking to people. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I I do think that like sometimes social media does kind of curtail this like ability to actually connect with people. That you know, I think that's one thing is that like you feel like you were connected with so many more people. Like uh, like this last year, I think that I very much narrowed down on focusing on a couple like key relationships because I also that was all I really had energy for, and also because like for physical relationships, you could only like have a couple physical relationships with people. Hmm. That sounds really dirty. Um, no, but yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, non-distant but relationships. Non-distant relationships, right? Non-digital relationships. And so like I ended up, you know, deciding to kind of get rid of some of the stuff 
And what I kind of noticed is that, yeah, like you really tune out on it. And I think that, you know, you, you, it, it kind of feels almost you're being antisocial in some ways. I know. I feel like that. But I feel like, but then I think I realized though, that who are the people who really like you spend time with, right. And actually talk to and actually have those genuine relationships with. And you're more in the moment and you're more present. And that's way that more matters so much because, uh, Social media and like putting content out, creating it's content takes so much work, so much. And I'm constantly posting when it comes to like going to conferences and things like that. And I've been, I've been doing exactly what I was posting on my stories and just not posting it. And life's been great. Quality of life is awesome because I'm spending those moments to think more or to connect more with whoever I'm with in that moment. And it's tough because it's like you reach more people, but it's not as impactful as those one-on-one or in a group setting or, you know, even just like a, the ability to, to truly genuinely have that, that human just connection. So yeah, that's something to weigh out as well. I mean, I, I, to some extent, I think Will gets this, I think for a larger extent too, you get this. Like you're in moments and you're you're taking it in as where it can be utilized for optimal content. And like I used to make jokes about that. You know, I'm like, ha, I'm just looking at this to determine how I could, you know, turn a phrase in order to uh, utilize what's happening around me in order to engage people online. And like I was aware of it and also like I would joke about it. But now I'm like I'm really on the other side of it. And I'm like, it's not good. Like it's. And it can be, I guess. I think I just did it, right? And I think that, like, I did it. I did it for a while. I got burnt out from that. I'm sure there's a happy medium for sure. Um, and I think I'll find it once I, you know, have maybe a little bit of time after this. But it still is a drag when you think about life as it is to be curated. Um, as if you're, like, a news agency mm-hmm. or if you're, uh, you know, like a... Uh, I don't know, a storyteller, a filmmaker, which those are real cool skills, but they also should have lives too. And when the lives are that, it's kind of, um, it's almost like vicarious. Like you would look at your Instagram back and be like, oh yeah, I remember that. And you're like, yeah, but did I really feel it as much as I could have? Was I really as engaged in that conversation as I could have been? Um, Does that matter more than... You know, being able to, uh, you know, contextualize it for an audience. And uh, I don't know. I think I think I did my part for the people that followed me, you know, for quite some time and like, you know, gave that to people. Uh, But at this point, like, I feel like if I'm not recharged, it's just going to be sort of, um, I don't know, empty and recycled. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing. Filters. I'm trying to make a commitment not to use filters. Sure. Anymore. That's great. And that's a, you guys, last year, what, 2020 was at least what I can recall. The first time I actually looked in the mirror and was like, wow, Tui, you're beautiful. Like without makeup on. Because I was constantly not wearing makeup. Isn't that insane? I mean, and so that, when I would like yeah. wa- look at filters or not non filtered versions of myself, I would like I was like, oh, that's not me because I'm so used to using these like beautification filters. And I'm just like, no, wow. that's so hmm. not 
healthy sure. right because yeah. that's what that was just like it's fun to do and all these things and now i'm like okay i'm, I'm making the commitment not to that's great <laughs> you boys are like huh i mean it's a thing <laughs> you're beautiful yeah that's not certainly not like my relationship with social media my relationship with social media was more of a um i don't know a chore um and a um uh, like a demand and a like a feeling of like it was work yeah it's work it was just work you know and then i i I don't know i don't like i don't think it's necessarily um i i also don't feel like i need that many i don't know i don't need to be on everything i don't need to be like seen by as many people as this or that like i i've made enough good connections now uh and you have to and I also think that like there's a lot of people that probably should hustle and do all the hustle stuff at a certain point in their life too. Like I get it. Like the sacrifice and the chores and things that I was saying really like enabled me and uh to do a lot of the things that I'm able to do now. So it's not like I I think it's the wrong path or necessarily or even even was the wrong path for me now. But I realize like I don't need to necessarily be in front of everyone all the time. Uh and I don't necessarily need to be on you know, like a, there's a list of this person and this this group and that group. I don't need to be on all those lists. It's it's fine. I don't really, honestly. I'm, I'm actually much more interested in figuring out ways I can get other people on that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, that's way more interesting to me at this point in the game. Um, and I'm more interested in like now that I've been able to build the connections with the people through that way um, that I think are the people that I really respect and I think they're really smart. Um, I think now that I'm there, I'd rather just spend more time with those people, you know, and talk mm. to those people um, than try to climb higher or to or just keep chasing it for chasing its sake. Like I've been able to, you know, in Cleveland, Ohio, post a lot of stuff on social media that allows me to talk to people all over the world who I think are really cool. And now I can talk to them anytime I want. And I don't there's I don't need more than that. You know, I don't need more. I'd rather spend more time with those people, get to know them better um, than try to find the next group or the better group. Or it's just it, there's no there's no end to that. It's I think that um, it's I'm not like one of those like hustle bros who were out there like trying to grind or die or whatever nonsense that is. I, I'm a I'm a pretty chill person and I, I prefer uh to you know like not not reach the highest heights not necessarily grow the biggest everything like i'd rather just do it well uh and do it in a way that no one gets hurt in a way that everyone is you know everyone benefits and every like the rising tide raises all the ships i much prefer that than figuring out ways to like just burn myself out uh and uh and hog things and whatever like i think that that's it's just not me. It's not not that interesting to me, and it's uh, it just seems like you you just you know you're doing it just to fuel other things that aren't really you anyway. So, uh, and social media in general, I feel like it's a tool. Um, you know, it's neutral. It's always been neutral. It could be negative. It could be positive. Uh, it could take over a ton of your time, which it definitely has for me. It could take up almost no uh period of your time which is pretty much where it's at for me right now uh it's it's all whatever and i think that like as long as it serves you that's good if you serve it then that's where it really becomes something that's a problem 
Ooh, that's such a good point. Yeah. When you when you serve it, it owns you. I, I've I've you know. served it, for sure. The hamster wheel. Yeah. Social media. And it's you know it's designed like a lot of other things like, like gamification, like gambling, like, uh, you know, drugs, like, uh, you know, relationships. Whatever like it's your advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Maybe. designed to have those those hits, right? Where you it gets you where you want it. It makes you feel good. Uh, outside of being you, you know, like all the, and it, it's designed that it's a system and your brain, you know, it's wired to figure out those systems to give you the pleasure. And if you figure it out, it's really addicting, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the part where I think that, um, you know, the, the detox or the, the, you know, relooking at the relationship for me, I'm like, look, the end of this was just, it was like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen anything from, um, uh, what's his name? Warren, uh, uh, Brookshire. Warren Bu- yeah. Warren Buffett. Oh, it's the Warren Buffett. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> Warren Buffett. So Warren Buffett didn't care about money. He's never, he says he's never really cared about money, uh, at all. He's amassed, you know, some of the most amount of it in the world, but he doesn't really actually care about money. He likes the game, uh, and the game, uh, is scored by money. Uh, so he, he lived in the same house he's lived in for 40 years. It's, you know, it's the size of my house. Uh, it's, it's, you know, he's one of the richest people in the world. Nick lives in a huge mansion. Huge mansion, in that's why. Ohio, by the way. Totally. <laughs> yeah. he, Whole house dedicated to comics. He, he slightly gets a little bit more McDonald's than me by going once a day. He actually does, does go once a day. I'm, I'm just what? on his heels. Yeah, he gets like next and he gets like a Coke and like one other thing, but he goes like every day. So he's, he's like a super creature of habit. But his whole thing was like he, he didn't actually care about money. He just liked the game and that was one of the ways, um, that you played it so because there was a there was definitely improvements and there was um you know it doesn't matter like there's game like there's currency in every video game that exists the currency is not real you could argue our currency isn't real right it's just the game and for me for social media like i didn't i didn't need the likes in order to make myself feel good i felt fine the way it was i just wanted to be able to figure out the game and manipulate the game in order for the game to uh, to work for me and then uh, i realized like this is there's better games um it's not it's not that much fun um and there's some negatives associated with it too even to the degree that i had these conversations with people are like if you were a little bit more like controversial a little bit more divisive uh, the game is slanted in the favor of that like it's favor it's slanted in the favor of loudmouths and ideologues and people that believe that they're right and then everyone else is wrong and that's because that gets hate clicks and hate likes and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I can't, you know, hmm. I, you know, I can see that that actually, it actually works if you're just playing that game, you know, but if you're not playing that, if you don't want to actually play that game just for itself, then it's like, what's the point of this? That's why like when um, Bill Gates eventually, you know, convinced him Warren Buffett to like give away like most of his money, uh, you know, in his lifetime, he was like, yeah, he realized he's like, yeah, wait, I don't care about the money in the first place. So I just like playing the game, have the money. And that's kind of what I'm feeling like with like social media. I'm like, I understand how the game's played. It's interesting. You know, it's, it's kind of like sort of fun, but like, I don't want to go all in and you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking more and more on like, how do lost I just, Oh, lost the, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just saying, I was saying, get, you get lost. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can, you can get, you can get lost. Cause it's like, you have to kind of live it all the time. My, my thought would be I'm, I'm to the point now if I reinvent what I do there, I would try to try to figure out a way to give it away to someone else, you know, like to be able to 
use it as a platform of just showing off everybody else because that's that's interesting you know like i would i'd be into that um i just don't have much more to really contribute um from a safe on a standpoint of like solo you know like i j just me like i, I don't want to mm -hmm. be in part of anything that's just me anymore um and i don't really want to that's not not that interesting to talk about either i don't think so who knows but there's a lot of different that ways to skin like a cat a good one i would say that sounds like a good way to to end it yeah to think think about the future ponder yeah you i'm know. pondering there's this i I actually, this was like a conversation for me when we were like discussing topics of choices today. And Nick and Anwell, what you both said is just so insightful and from your experience. And, you know, it's what I was saying earlier, you guys are event tech gurus. And to, so to hear how you view it and how you go and apply it to your everyday life is wonderful it's evolved so for healthy. both of us i think i think i i'm not going to speak you know for will completely but i think a lot of our brand building has been built upon you know our ability to communicate with people in mass uh and and you know capture people's attention and you know i think that there's phases of that like just like anything mm -hmm. else like there is a, the attention and awareness phase and i think after that what's more interesting is the trust phase so like i'm I'm more interested in longer form content, more thoughtful, you know, and not just hitting all the marks. So and I, and I see that that's what majority of the content that Will puts out now is long form that you actually are part of. So um, I think that, you know, it's a brand building uh, piece, but it's not the only way to communicate with people. I think that the trust building comes from, you know, some other places as well. Mm. Oh. Nick, Will, thank you so much for having thank this you, conversation Joy. and call to action to event professionals out there. I would say what are what has changed or any different viewpoints you've had since for the last year since the pandemic happened? How are how's your relationship with social media and how can you reach us through social media? Hashtag event or you can email <laughs> us. You know what? We should just have like um here, Will's number, personal cell phone number is one two three four five six. For a genuine connection, call yeah, Will. Exactly. <laughs> I saw that in a bathroom once. And it was a genuine connection. Genuine call Will. Genuine connection. Call Will at any time. Will is standing by, waiting for your call right now. Hopefully, yeah. I'm glad you didn't do that in like a Miss Cleo voice for a number of reasons. <laughs> One, uh, you're not that old. Uh, two, probably racism. I remember Miss Cleo though. Yeah, R.I.P. Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah email us eventbrew at helloendless.com that's the email mm -hmm. <laughs> don't don't call me i probably won't answer <laughs> yeah that's fair all right and until next time looking forward to spilling the tea with you spill the tea with you guys later bye bye thanks again for listening to event brew be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app also be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.